0: Time is welcome time, is ABI time, is i time, is host... time, is time, is Terry Thompson
1: What is this sea Flowing out of me It's pee Why am I fatter All around my bladder You gotta pee Why is this your Except it's yellow and it's hotter.
0: undisputed star of bodily fluids which has played a curious role in human history, rivaling even the likes of that other yellow stuff, gold. From the earliest of civilizations, wee-wee has been treasured for its medicinal properties, believed to cure ailments, ward off evil spirits, and even provide the elixir of youth, or as they say, the fountain of youth's less glamorous cousin. Clearly, our ancestors' fascination with urine was not just a passing fad. But hey, let's drain the vase of conventional ideas, wipe our minds clean, and pour ourselves into the toilet bowl of possibilities. Did you know that today, in the age of technology, we found a way to squeeze even more power out of pee? Hold on tight, because here comes a shocking revelation. Scientists have discovered a method to Harness the electrifying potential present within urine. Yes, my dear friends, that's right. p electricity. I guess as long as you're properly hydrated, you wouldn't have to worry about charging your phone.
2: scientists add a newly engineered nanopowder with urine and observe unexpected results. Hydrogen releases from the urine at a fast and furious rate. As an Army scientist, we try to develop new materials and technologies that will benefit uh, particularly the soldier in the field. The research team announced earlier this summer that a galvanic aluminum-based powder they were developing produce pure hydrogen when coming into contact with water. The researchers then observed a similar reaction when adding their powder to any liquid containing water.
3: This powder which we have discovered reacts very fast with water to produce hydrogen. Hydrogen,
2: the most plentiful element in the universe, has the potential to power fuel cells and provide energy to future soldiers. Fuel cells generate power by channeling hydrogen through a series of membranes that split it into positive protons and negatively charged electrons. At the cathode, the electrons and protons combine with oxygen, resulting in electricity, water, and heat.
3: Using the fuel cell, you can generate power. One kilogram of aluminum powder can produce 220 kilowatts of power in three minutes
2: in space astronauts recycle wastewater and urine because drinking water is a precious commodity for soldiers in austere environments there are many precious commodities but power and energy is increasingly important to run communications and electronics gear and urine is usually not in short supply when we demonstrated it with urine, we saw almost a factor of twofold increase in the reaction rates. And so, in some ways, we we're all very excited because it opens it up for additional potential applications that the rates are so fast and so efficient. The team is still investigating why urine causes a faster reaction, but it may have something to do with the electrolytes and the acidity of the liquid, they said. I'm excited about it because it was sort of a, a spontaneous finding. Uh, we weren't expecting to develop this material specifically for hydrogen production and it was a group effort. In a statement, the laboratory director, Dr. Philip Perconti, said it may find great utility for forward-deployed troops who need a compact and lightweight energy source. We've had an overwhelming response to the at least the initial video um, that we released and we've been having industry partners Uh, Multiple industry partners contact us um, inquiring about potential licensing. We've had numerous universities contact us. Army partners have also reached out to us. In the coming months, the team will continue to investigate and push the limits of the discovery to try and understand its implications.
0: Given that the urea in urine breaks down into ammonia, urine has been used for cleaning. In pre-industrial times, urine was used in the form of lant, or aged urine, as a cleaning fluid. Urine was also used for whitening teeth and a mouthwash in ancient Rome. Oh, I think I'll stick with my current brand, if you don't mind.
4: Listen, mister, let me tell you what I really think. I use it, but it tastes crummy!
0: There was a time in our nation's history that you were a very loyal citizen if you would just hold it until the government officials could get around to you. Yes, a time
5: where it was very patriotic to pee. Soldier, your assignment is to pee. Right here. We'll give it a few months and hopefully some other gunpowder will show up in the meantime. When the American Revolutionary War started in 1775, things got a little weird as the rebel colonists' supply of gunpowder began running low. See, the main chemical compound in gunpowder, potassium nitrate, is not that common out in nature in the United States. And because they couldn't order it off Amazon, the soldiers said, hey, let's make it ourselves. So they mixed pea with soil, ash, leaves, and sticks. Strange, gross, but actually kind of smart. With the help of bacteria, ammonia from pea reacts with oxygen to form nitrates that bond with potassium ions in the ash and soil, And there you have it, potassium nitrate. Potassium nitrate is so crucial because it makes up 75% of gunpowder. The rest is 15% charcoal and 10% sulfur. We'll now refer to this mixture by its more specific name, black powder. When you ignite black powder, it starts a combustion reaction. This kind of reaction requires two things, a fuel source and an oxidizing agent. In this case, the fuel source is charcoal, which is a bunch of carbon atoms all strongly bonded to each other. Potassium nitrate supplies the oxidizing agent, oxygen. When charcoal heats up, its carbon-carbon bonds are broken, and new bonds are formed, releasing some energy. This energy raises the temperature of the potassium nitrate, and it splits apart, releasing oxygen, which keeps the reaction going until all the charcoal is used up. All this happens in a few thousandths of a second. Potassium nitrate removes the need for atmospheric oxygen, so black powder can ignite in a closed, oxygen-depleted space, like the barrel of a gun. This is why you can't smother fireworks to put them out, but you can smother a campfire. A campfire needs external oxygen, fireworks have it built in. So if you were looking for something to burn, you could actually just stop at charcoal and potassium nitrate. But it's the sulfur that makes black powder such a powerful explosive. It heats up really quickly, and it's ready to accept the oxygen from the potassium nitrate. This creates sulfur dioxide, which acts as another fuel source, ultimately making the combustion of black powder go much, much faster. The gases released when black powder combusts take up way more space than the solids that they came from. Pressure builds, and before you know it, there's an explosion. When black powder is trapped in a totally sealed off space, you've got a bomb. When it's trapped in a space with just a small hole, that's a rocket. Throw it in a mini cannon with a bullet, and you've got a gun. Which brings us back to the American Revolutionary War and that delightful pea, soil, and ash slurry. Unfortunately for colonial troops, that stuff took months to marinate and still didn't help them make enough gunpowder to win a war. So they relied heavily on help from the French, and a raid of Bermuda's black powder supply, a secret mission orchestrated by co-conspirators Bermudian merchant and militia officer Henry Tucker and founding father Ben Franklin. Uh, By the way, that whole mixing pea and soil to make potassium nitrate thing, that didn't totally disappear after the American Revolution. There are accounts of Confederate troops collecting urine from the bedpans of townspeople to overcome a gunpowder shortage in the South. Even though black powder was essential for American troops to win the war, that doesn't mean it was ideal. The crazy plumes of smoke it released made it impossible to see the battlefield and corroded soldiers' guns. So when something better came along, people were like, yes, please give me that. And that thing was smokeless powder. Smokeless powder is a general term that covers a combination of a bunch of different chemicals, but basically they're a class of crazy powerful explosives. They're components able to break down and explode faster than the speed of sound. Although smokeless powder isn't totally smoke-free, it produces almost no smoke compared to black powder. That's because smokeless powder reactions release mostly gases, whereas more than half of the products of black powders are solids, including gun-corroding, battlefield clouding, potassium sulfide. Although black powder is still used for things like fireworks, specific types of mining, and civil war reenactments, there's only one black powder factory that exists today in the United States. All the others have sort of exploded or closed down due to safety concerns. Smokeless powders were also super dangerous in their early days, for example, nitroglycerin. See these three groups attached to the carbon backbone? These oxygens act as oxidizers, which means that nitroglycerin, if you mishandle it, can explode on its own. It's not like black powder, which needs a separate compound, potassium nitrate, to supply the oxidizer. Nitroglycerin was too dangerous to use on its own, so researchers worked to find compounds that would stabilize it. One of those researchers, Alfred Nobel, yes, the Nobel Prize Nobel, did so in the mid-1800s, which led to the creation of dynamite. DYNAMITE!
0: P found itself trickling into many a historic event worldwide.
6: Some of the most memorable events in our history books took place during the Stuart period. The Great Fire of London, the Great Plague, the Civil War, and one of the most famous assassination attempts of all time, the gunpowder plot. Guy Fawkes and his mob tried to blow up King James I and the Houses of Parliament with 36 barrels of gunpowder. But he was foiled by a tip-off and executed. So what's the connection with a milk float? Well, my first worst job is the salt peter man. And his task was to collect the basic ingredient for gunpowder, which was saltpeter. And in the 17th century, the most common way of getting saltpeter was by processing urine, lots of it. So in 1625 in London, they established this crazy kind of milk run. But instead of leaving milk on people's doorsteps, they went from door to door collecting urine that people had left out for them. then they would have had a horse and cart with a barrel on the back. They did their rounds every other day in the winter and every day in the summer when it was a hot hard slog, not to mention sticky and smelly. Urine can be processed to produce potassium nitrate, saltpeter, and every drop was crucial because the gunpowder plot kicked off a whole century of violence. It was the saltpeter man who fueled every musket and cannon. But the insatiable demand was so high, that most of his work was much harder. Britain's leading expert on the job took me trudging through the cold to a happy but smelly hunting ground for a saltpetre man. Why did they bother coming out of the country with their barrows? Why didn't they just
7: use the urine they got in the towels? Well, what they needed was the much higher levels of uh, nitrates that you get when it's all rotted down into manure, like this. How
6: would they know where to look for it? It wasn't just Dung Heaps, was it?
7: Well, it was Dung Heaps was a really good place, but actually anywhere where you've got uh, faeces, urine, basically so, so outside people's houses oh and inside in fact uh, they dug absolutely everywhere but if you came to my house looking for dung I'd tell you to push off oh well you could try that of course but the commissioners had the right rather like the VAT man today to dig absolutely anywhere and they were accused of digging in our oh, people's chambers uh, in in bedrooms even in the house of god they then had the right not only to enter your house but to demand that you supply the carts and the horses At a reduced rate, of course. You're kidding. No, and of course, they were deeply hated for that too. So not only were you breaking your back,
6: shoveling manure all day, but people hated you for invading their privacy. Contemporary reports indicate that although they were state-sanctioned, saw Peter men were often bully boys who had no qualms about bursting into people's homes. Who are the blokes that did this work?
7: Oh, they were a real rabble, of real nasty people, reportedly. A lovely reference to Rough Ralph and Welsh Will, or two of the people, but they're often referred to in the papers and statements as, as the rabble. <laughs> so, did they make much money out of this? Well, the people who did the shovelling didn't, of course, because they were on the bottom of the heap. But you can get some idea of how much money was in this when the guys that employed the rabble, as it were. We're paying something like 1,700 pounds for the privilege of being able to go and get the sort pizza.
6: So you've got the guys at the bottom shovelling, and the guys at the top making millions and millions
7: of pounds. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? Things don't change today, do they no. at all? No.
0: Some have figured out how to run their vehicles directly on urine. It's as simple as pulling up and inserting the, uh, for lack of a better term, a hose. I don't know, I don't care how much you save, I think I would just be too shy to fill my tank.
5: What's wrong dude, you up a- I mean the
1: way I look at it, this has to work, this, this really has to work, if this doesn't work, then we don't, you know, we don't have hope as a human race, and that's the truth. Hey what's up, my name is Dan Kardoski, this is my brother Hank.
4: Hank,
1: and you know what we do? We changed the effing world through a new system of fuel for our automobiles.
4: So today we're going to be converting the motor so that it'll run on HLBP instead of on uh, gasoline. Runs on urine.
1: Runs on pee. And that's what we're going to make our car run on today. So I guess you could say, you're in luck. What I love about what we're doing. We're sticking it where it hurts. You know what I mean? Me and my brother Hank. We don't. We don't care. We're doing it our way. Uh, it's good for the environment. It doesn't use any fossil fuels this way, and uh, it's a nice renewable source of energy. Yep, and I can make a ton of it. So, to collect the urine, we go around the neighborhood, door to door, and just yeah. ask if people are willing to donate. Well, that's a gold cool mine. They were just—they were just throwing it out. They had precious resources sitting in their toilet, in their platters, and they're just throwing it out. I'm not too happy about anything usually. Today was a good day. Yup. Spilling. Am I spilling? Spilling a lot. Sorry. Put more in later. So we're—we're uh, we're just about done here. We're all good to go.
4: Just about to start it up. Dave's not here because we got into a fight after I told mom that this was my idea. Okay, let's take it for a test drive. So we're uh, we're running on 100%
1: urine now. And one of the best things about running your car on this system is that it, it's such a renewable resource. Uh, you can really fill up anywhere
3: if you run out. The truth is, we're just buying time right
1: now. It's going to end in about two years. And if we can get everybody on urine, everybody using urine in their gas tanks, then yeah, maybe we got a shot.
0: Well, considering the topic that we've been talking about, I think it's about time to take a break. That way we can pick up where we left off I was going to say dive back in but that would be just wrong on so many levels
1: we're not in a rush
7: to be most popular not in a rush not to be
1: real bourbon
7: no apologies if it's for you you'll know Ah, thank you wild turkey it'll find you i want to be a turtle
0: Feeling sluggish and slow like a turtle in a shell? You don't have to drag your feet anymore with the help of Token Turtles CBD in Aranda's Pass, Texas. Their store offers a wide range of CBD options including flour, pre-rolls, edibles, relief rubs, vapes, and more to help you move and groove with ease. And the best part, CBD has been known to help with skin issues, inhibit cancer cell growth, stress, anxiety, PTSD, epilepsy, and even lower your A1C. So say goodbye to sluggishness and hello to a new zest for life. Visit Token Turtles CBD at 361 South Commercial Street, Suite F, or check out their website shop at shoptokenturtles.com to learn more. You can even give him a call at 361-434-0063 if he just have any questions or just want to chat with the friendly staff. So why not come out of your shell and see what all the fuss is about? Token Turtle CBD is available seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., so there's always time to give them a try. Plus, who knows? Maybe you'll discover your inner Zen turtle. I
3: A, B, U, 1.0 podcast. We really like to hear from our listeners. Email or voicemail. Also check out our Facebook page, Surf's Up, Gotta Boogie. 20, 20, 20 more miles to go, I gotta feel like crazy. There's nowhere to stop, nowhere to go, Oh, I gotta feel like crazy i were a man i pee into a can don't want to wet my pants that's my only plan trying hard to focus it's more
5: than i can stand oh no no
0: no 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 science has decided to go with the flow and has found new uses for number one
1: you put this out there every single day anyone has access to it and they can learn a bucket load of information about you what is it? Hey, peeps, Trace here for DNews. Any idea what I'm talking about? I'll give you a hint. It has nothing to do with social media, but you do it every day. So no guesses? It's pee, urine, quiz, mixture it, yeah, <laughs> it's pee. And it is dead useful. You're probably wondering what I can find out from your urine. Science has tools to find out what drugs you're taking, what you've eaten, the health of your excretory system, whether you're pregnant, and a crap ton of other things that you have likely already heard about. We wouldn't be denused if we only told you the stuff that you already knew. So how about this? I could take your urine and make brain cells. Urine contains water soluble waste that your body doesn't need. It's filtered through the kidneys and stored in the bladder until you get rid of it. Reprogramming skin cells that make their way into this waste, Chinese scientists create Created brain cells. You're literally pissing away your brain cells. Using these cells, scientists believe we can turn little bits from our own pee into our own stem cells and use them to cure diseases
0: like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. <laughs> Excuse me, but I don't think being a pea brain is anything new. Urine has had a large role in agriculture in the past, and with new scientific developments, It shows great promise for the future.
4: In conventional gardening and farming, there's a lot of emphasis on nitrogen. But really, in a well-managed organic garden in the long run, you really shouldn't need to bring in much in the way of additional nitrogen if you've been using compost and mulch and planting legumes in the garden to bring that nitrogen in that way. But in the short run, sometimes you need to do bring it in couple of different ways to do that but my favorite way is through urine and if you're not on much medication if you're pretty healthy urine is very non-toxic there's nothing to worry about and it's a great source of nitrogen so where you do have a compost pile or mulch or bare soil you can just pee right there if you have privacy and you're comfortable doing that where you have plants you can even water them if you mix the urine with 20 parts water you can water directly And where you have weeds, you can pee right on them just to let them know that they're not really needed here anymore. Uh, And that's it with urine. I've I've done a lot of math trying to figure out how much you need, but it really depends on how much urine you have, how much nitrogen is in there, how much nitrogen is already in your soil, and on which plants you're fertilizing because they have different requirements. So it's hard to say. Uh, But what I do is just try to spread it out evenly throughout the garden throughout the year.
0: discovered phosphorus in 1669 in Hamburg, Germany, preparing it from urine. Urine naturally contains considerable quantities of dissolved phosphates. Brand called the substance he had discovered cold fire because it was luminous, glowing in the dark. Recently, a BBC reporter and a chemist replicated his experiment. For his time, Hennig Brand was a real, uh, um, whiz kid.
3: Here it is. it looks boiled. absolutely putrid, I have to say. Um, well, I, I can tell you that even even as a chemist, and I've smelled a lot of stuff, this is seriously, <laughs> seriously unpleasant. Okay. Um, so we boiled down about half a liter of urine to to this, and you can see that it's starting to get a bit pasty. There's all sorts of white solids in there. Oh God! Oh God! That oh. is bad. That is really bad. Oh, really. But what he would have had oh. to do was to was to transfer it into into this retort so we're gonna pour it in through the top. I'm just gonna run it down this glass rod.
6: And the next thing, presumably,
3: is extreme heat. And now the trial by fire, if you will. It involved great technical skill, controlling temperature, making the furnace and glass retorts. But his strong constitution and persistence produced strange results. had he extracted from the urine i can show you and and if you look we've actually got it stored underwater much as Brandt probably would have stored it but i think what we should do is actually see what happens when it burns oh whoa 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 <laughs> you can see the plumes of white smoke good lord am i going okay to touch you can in fact lift it yes good lord it's uh, beautiful and, I think, terrifying at the same time. It is phantasmagorical, isn't it? I mean, it really is unearthly. It's, the, the, idea, magic it's the magic of the highest order.
0: White phosphorus has been called the devil's element because it glows green in the dark. Because of its instability, white phosphorus is typically stored underwater in which it's barely soluble. The primary use of phosphorus is for fertilizer production. The element is also used in flares, safety matches, light-emitting diodes, and steel production. Phosphates are used in some detergents, red phosphorus is also one of the chemicals used in the illegal production of methamphetamines. Oh, and phosphorus is also found in every flavor of Diet Coke. That ought to piss somebody off, no pun intended. So, my dear listeners, as we conclude our merry quest through the amusing realms of P, we can't help but marvel at the surprising potentials it holds. P, through history, has been more than just a liquid to relieve ourselves, a splash of humor, a sprinkling of scientific wonder, and even an energy source straight from nature's golden heart. It's time we embrace the comedic side of this liquid magician and acknowledge its subtle yet essential role in our lives. Next time you answer nature's call, remember the power of pee knows no bounds. Well, that's going to do it for me. I'm Terry Thompson. This is the ABI 1.0 podcast. And uh, see ya. I gotta go pee.